0: That is so retrograde. Oh
1: my god. This is an exciting one. I'm just thrilled to be here. Me
0: too. Sitting on this
1: carpet that I've just laid on so many times in a luxurious setting and now here we are. Now here we are. Setting
0: up shop. What episode is this, Steph? Today on the show we have our mom. Yeah, our mom and our (laughs) political fairy godmother- Actress, comedian, movie star, friend. (laughs) Welcome to the show, political pundit Sarah Silverman. Yes. Hi. Hi, guys. Did you like that introduction? I loved it. We forgot to say our names. Oh, I'm Stephanie Simbar, and I'm Elizabeth. Yeah. Welcome to the program. Yeah, we're here for it. This is a wellness podcast, however. We're going political today. We've tried our best to avoid it because it's just been like dingy vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm. But we're, it's important. So we we're need going there. to bring
1: there. our consciousness to things that are just being thrown at us. Yeah. And that is this election. It's exhausting.
2: I yes. think it's important to just, to not listen to anything or get in a political head from 10 p.m. on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Instead, fall asleep to law and order watch Law and Order watch a nice procedural that you know will end (laughs) well yeah or at least it will just end
2: yeah sometimes it's there's like a sometimes yeah there's a kind of um, like a sad ominous ending but it doesn't matter because it's super soft core murder
1: and yeah and also it's fake so it doesn't have to like restart the next morning right whereas the
0: psychos on the news now uh, are sort of real I who knows at this point
1: I don't know what's real yeah I feel like that's a lot of people. What are we supposed to be listening to? What are we supposed to be paying attention to? Between
2: the news and what is the news? The news used to... I feel like... Well, people always remember things from when they were younger as better. Beautifully nostalgic. Mm. And uh, I feel like there was a time where the news was... Un, you know, uh, not subjective at all. More just completely real. completely objective. I guess that would be the opposite of, of subjective. It's just totally objective. Just this. Uh, these are the facts. And there's very little of that, no matter what you watch, where you're watching it. it's There's some kind of personal opinion being kind of thrown in.
1: It feels like even the people that are trying to tell the truth are doing so based on information that may or may not
2: Oh yeah, even I'm real. including
1: myself. Yeah, completely. No. <laughs> yeah. So in the beginning of this presidential campaign, you were super, super supportive of Bernie and very vocal about that. Yes, I love
2: Bernie Sanders. I when I became aware of him running for president, and I just got very inspired by him. And um, and I, you know, I, I wanted to do anything I could to help his campaign, and I just loved. I loved how um, he—he's just always been on the right side of history. It's pretty phenomenal. There's there are no skeletons in his closet. Not because he's some puritanical, um, God fearing person. Because he's just he bases his happiness and what he sees as success, um, not on money. And we live in a country and maybe a the the first world mm-hmm. is has become this very um convoluted
1: world that is where success is is money i think that what's interesting about having this conversation in this context for that sort retrograde is that we are actively trying to like support brands and support ideas and support choices that are good for us and value you know the product and the process behind that product over the giant conglomerate that, like, kind of came up in, like, the, you know, 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. And I think that, as a candidate, that's, like, what Bernie represented, too, where he's, like, be hands-on with your choices. You know, your money is your choice, and it's your freedom, and we can decide our fate in this country if we have consciousness in what we're doing. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't feel that about Hillary, and that is kind of, like, where the divide is. I mean, I think the good news is of that is that you know,
2: Hillary, before Bernie was even out of the race, before she was made the nominee, took on, a, really heard the voice of the people in the movement behind Bernie and took on most of the things of his, most of the tenants of his platform. And that may have been frustrating at one point, but it's it's a, a huge relief at this point where she's the one left standing mm-hmm. and she's taken, and she has vowed to take on Citizens United. And, you know, it's Donald Trump is the whitehead that has been growing yeah. through from the Republican <laughs> Party th- over many, many years of money equals success and money is to be respected and money at any cost.
1: Right, like we don't care about people. That's the
2: point. So, you know, for him to say, for her to say, you haven't paid... Taxes and years and him saying, that makes me that's smart. That's because I'm
1: smart? Like, okay, you're a is, criminal.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's um, a mentality of a, a large part of the first world is that if you can fuck people out of the money you owe in taxes, especially when you're so rich, and those taxes actually make a huge dent in education and healthcare and the socialized programs Public that are a services. part of a democracy. Yeah. Like, people with Bernie especially, we're so, uh, f- afraid of the unknown in terms of him openly calling himself a socialist. It's, do you like firefighters? Do you <laughs> like yeah. uh, being able to call 911? Or do you like, uh, the public school system? You know, th- we have socialized programs and the, they're vital to a successful democracy.
1: Like, do you like roads that are paved? Yeah. With do you what? Like yeah. All and that stuff.
0: Bernie brought a beautiful lens into the conversation of politics and brought so many young eyes and hearts into paying attention. Yeah. And one conversation that I'm seeing, hearing, and having or witnessing a lot is bernie supporters who have decided not to vote in the general election and there's two there are a lot of republicans doing that too and there's two uh point of views that i've heard most that i wanted to share with you and get your opinion on so one of which is saying they voted in the primary they turned out there, the numbers were so high of people who turned out to vote in the primary. And so when their choice was not picked, they're now saying, I'm going to step back. I'm not going to participate in the general election to prove a point so that there's when there's a discrepancy in the numbers. I'm now going to say, see, we liked Bernie, and, but now we're not involved
2: in 2000. 2000- I voted for Ralph Nader instead of Al Gore. Mm-hmm. And I knew that Ralph Nader wasn't going to win, but I believed in him, and I wanted to vote my conscience so that numbers, you can see numbers. Right. People see numbers. Even if people don't win, you see, wow, there, there's a, a, there are people behind the, the, these the thoughts of this man. Right. Now... Gore lost to George Bush and who knows if that was fair or not but so maybe I I fucked up and maybe that's that experience that's informing this experience but first of all I feel to sit this election out is this as inspiring as as getting to vote for Bernie or voting the past two times for Obama possibly not I mean for a lot of people it is she's Been a public servant for 30 years. She does listen to the voice of the people. Children have been her priority since the beginning. She has done a lot of things. She's done a lot of amazing things, including, by the way, after seven years of Bush getting nowhere with um, (laughs) Al-Qaeda, she she murdered Osama bin Laden. (laughs) If a Republican did that, they would have a, a library in an airport by now. But, um,
1: a Republican man
2: as a, yeah, but as, um, someone who loves Bernie so much, my thought is if you love him this much, get an ally in office, yeah. vote for an ally of his in office, and
1: she is an ally. It, yeah, it seems like people don't really understand that politics plays dirty like that like they're like he didn't well, support her but now he does it's like that's just the way it fucking is like well, because he was running against her I mean and yeah. you know they were they even
2: in their debates they're they're very like-minded um his biggest thing was she took money you know she used the the law of citizens united to get tons of money for her campaign and i'm sure she believed um And probably still believes that as long as that law is in place, she has to use it, utilize it, or she can't win and she wants to win. What he proved is that Citizens United is not a necessary evil. It's just evil. Right. So, I mean, at least the fact that she's while she's running and people are still going to vote for or against her, she's got the balls to say, I'm getting rid of Citizens United And we're gonna as soon as I cash these checks. (laughs) No, well, I mean, so it's like, listen, you know, in the way that Trump, who's a monster, uh, mostly because of his ignorance, and he's not a a, a evil genius. He's just a he's a big fat rich dummy. Yeah, um, who who either you know who whether he knows it or is unaware of it is you know, motivating a whole giant group of white nationalists who react to the fear of other, you know? I mean, that's always been um, a tactic of the right, it, which is to evoke a sense of other and a, to um, put a fire under the, the fear of people who, who are easily motivated by fear. People are motivated by fear, so to say, the Mexicans, the Muslims. The inner other, cities. The immigrants. <laughs> like
0: what is that? Yeah. You know, is that a and, group and, or a place? I can't <laughs> tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the inner
1: cities.
2: And generalizations are always kind of a sweeping way to to get a big group of people because they fill in the blanks of those generalizations with everything they need them to be.
0: Yeah. So, um, so on one hand, we had the diehard Bernie's. So they're, like, t- making a statement in not voting. And then the other people who are just, like, this whole thing's a mess. I don't want to have a part in it. That's the other thing I'm hearing for people who reasons for not voting.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, there are some people I know that I really hope don't vote. <laughs> but um, I just think, listen, I, I, I don't really want to judge anybody for the choices they're making in this election, I'm going I voted already. I voted for for Hillary and the most important things all the things down the ballot, you know. And right. yeah. the truth is if Hillary wins that it puts Bernie in an am- amazing position, you know, um politically t- to be helping the country. You know, people who change the country are almost never People who inspire and make the biggest changes in a country are almost never the president.
1: Yeah, I like that you said that. You, you know, said that on Bill Maher. And I, I did, really and he fought
2: me on it. Yeah,
1: right? <laughs> and I was just like, Bill,
2: I understand the president has a power of veto and they can make things, but the people who put pressure to have the president put things into motion or, you know what I mean? Without people making noise, we wouldn't have... Uh, you know the um, the marriage. We wouldn't have marriage equality. We wouldn't have you know as Women much gender equality yeah. as we have. You know what mean? I, <laughs> I mean? We wouldn't be able to vote.
1: I mean, there still is thing. some crazy shit going on. I mean, so can you talk to us about some of the things like down the ballot that? Because I feel like sometimes I go into the booth and i haven't done like enough research and i'm looking at the propositions or i'm looking at the local government oh, and i'm me just too. like i have no fucking idea what to do and sometimes i either just guess or don't vote and, the and l- i don't, don't guess the i know i guess change. i'm like she's a teacher that sounds good like the
2: commercials will always <laughs> trick you because uh, like, Republicans buy ad space on MSNBC and Democrats buy ad space on Fox News and, and also the reverse. But you can't go by the commercials because they all sound beautiful and right and you agree with everything they say. It, it, the terrifying thing is it's all about, like, which lies you decide to listen to. And that's why I loved Bernie, because he's truthful. He's never been caught in a lie because he just simply doesn't lie. He's, yeah. he's a, he He's everything with him is very simple it's just what is right not what makes more money not what gets more votes what is right and the fact that he ran on a platform that every powerful person in this country that the what his word oligarchy which i had to look up because i don't know every word and that's Social billionaires studies. uh Running the, the country, and that's what we're in right now, and he ran against them. He he ran on the platform of dismantling them and, and taking their power away.
1: And ironically, that's also the platform that Trump is running on, and that's what I found so fascinating about when, like, I was hoping that they would be running together because it would literally be, like, the black and white of that same ideology of, like, Because Trump was like, I'm not political. That's my, that's what is appealing about me. Like, I say no to the structure that's obviously cracked. But But it's like, yeah, but you just say insane shit.
2: It's not even that. It's like everything he's accused of, he then takes that language and points it outward. I mean, that's always been a thing of the right of, of... a tactic of pointing to others and accusing them of doing what you're doing. And it's
0: maddening. Also like the elementary school playground. <laughs> That's oh, no, also no. Also tactic. <laughs> it's, I mean,
2: I talked to my therapist a lot about it, and he's like, no, he... His language is the language of a sandbox. It's it, That's where he stopped developing emotionally.
0: Wrong.
1: Wrong. <laughs> also, on the proposition thing, I saw a billboard that I thought was really funny. It said, pornographers say no on 60. And I thought, like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, am I
0: listening to pornographers? Or oh, so gun- that's the condom thing. Okay, what is that? Uh... Pornographers don't want to be have to use condoms because it's, it's detrimental of the to the different types of things that people are doing. absolutely have in to porn. use
2: condoms, but I
0: wouldn't watch it. A- yeah. It <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> takes out all the fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean come on. Flat out. I would love to cut to we had some awesome emails from listeners. Great. Uh, yeah. In that we asked how's this election affecting them and their point of view, especially when it comes to Living a conscious life, because obviously everything that's coming at us is going away from that. So, yeah, we- this is
2: this is such a good topic for your podcast because it's about this podcast is about living a conscious life, and this election has been so unconscious. Mm-hmm.
1: And we're just trying to most people, I think, and- are trying to go back to attaching to what they saw as like a glimmer of hope with Bernie. And I think there a lot of people are just feeling, disempowered and and disappointed they're just like I don't I don't know I, I can't believe in it but I'm starting to really get on on the Hillary train and I want to let's go to yeah. the emails and then yeah. we'll get into the
0: so this one came opinion. from a gentleman who we have boy
1: listeners don't by out.
0: a Marshall <laughs> and he said this election has now made me so heartbroken as a strong Bernie supporter from the beginning he inspired so many people especially young as a people who wouldn't normally be interested in politics. He was so heavily suppressed from the beginning because of the media's heavy push for Clinton. I know there is a lot of conspiracy about election rigging for her, which I agree. And it has made so many people feel like it really, we really don't live in a democracy. And now we are at a point where so many people feel they have to support her because we are being told that otherwise we are saying we vote for Trump, which obviously no way is that true. But as a gay man, it's so sad to see someone who for years, even only three years ago, say they didn't believe in marriage equality, now act as a champion for all gays and equality. I don't want to sound like too much of a crazy Bernie bro, but this was a man who spent his entire life fighting for what's right and for being arrested for protesting civil rights to speaking in the 80s for gay rights, which no straight man ever cared to do, be pushed aside. First, uh, mayor
2: mayorally mayor mayor endorsed uh, gay pride. It was when he was
0: mayor of Burlington and in Vermont. That's amazing. As evil as Trump is, there are so many things that keep coming out, WikiLeaks, etc., about Clinton that show that she really is just as evil but has a better facade to hide it, especially under the name of feminism. And being someone who pushes for wellness and spiritual clarity and connection, I cannot in good conscience vote for her. Anyways, love you girls. Hope you read this. (laughs) Love that you put the love you girls in it just <laughs> well, to make sure we know. Just to cushion
2: it. <laughs> She's not just as evil with a better facade. I would I would say that about Pence. I think Pence has a really shiny, elegant way about him, and he's a terrifying monster to me, scarier than Trump. Agreed. I mean, this is someone who who passed a law in his state where women who got abortions had to pay for their fetus's funeral.
1: Oh my God.
2: He's a really, really scary, scary man with a really good TV presence and a really good elegance about him. And, and that's even scarier because and great bone Trump structure. is a thug, mm-hmm. you know? He has really good bone structure. His, the shape of his head is really, really good. The like he could it. shave his head and it wouldn't be bad. <laughs> yeah. But, Which is um, important. Yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't. Even at my the height of my burning over Hillary, I would not compare Hillary in any way, shape or form t- to Trump. The, th- the biggest thing about her, and I used to say that too, I said, you know, she was she didn't come around to um, marriage equality soon enough, right? By the way, when Obama did, I felt kind of a tinge of anger at him, and I love him more than anything in the whole world, because I felt like he was really late to the game on that, and it took the great Joe Biden to say something, quote unquote, out of turn about being for equal rights um, and marriage equality that forced Obama's hand. And of course we know that Michelle and Barry have always felt that way, but it the what takes balls and strength is to come out right and say it before it's your hand is forced. Do you
0: feel that they, with Michelle and Barack and with Hillary, that they may they may have always been for it? They just of didn't feel yeah. aligned with. They play. And making they're
2: playing the game for the success of the party. Long and game. They're playing a long game. Now I love the Bernie way. And uh, and I've also seen like Cory Booker. I remember during the time of before marriage equality was uh, federally, you know, um, he, Cory Booker was being interviewed about something else, and someone brought it up. I just saw a video of it, and he goes, uh, "Yeah, of, of course it should be." And you know what? Some things like civil rights shouldn't be up to a vote because the people aren't there yet. And I can tell you firsthand. That if civil rights were up for, a, a you know, a vote... We wouldn't have them. Yeah. I mean, he's like, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. You know? But also it's it's a little scary to to count on our leaders to decide between right and wrong if our leaders are people that we don't believe and have a compass of what's right or wrong or that money is the side of right over, you know... Um, that that's their measure of success, which is that Trump mentality of, like, I'm rich, so I'm successful, oh. so I, sh- I should be president. <laughs> you know? Okay. I want to
0: touch on this WikiLeaks thing, because a friend of mine, Emily Todobush, she's a political strategist out in D.C. She made a great point that this is essentially Russian propaganda, and could very, very well have been tampered with. So using this as stone cold evidence is a fallacy. Well, there's
2: the thing. It's like my sister Laura um, had tweeted, like, "Why is WikiLeaks verified? They—they're a hacker. <laughs> they're hackers. That's hilarious. They're illegal hackers." And um, that's
1: hilarious.
2: And it is really kind of crazy. I mean, you know, verified is also like as a Twitter thing is also kind of like, well, who decides who's? I mean, you no. gotta be
0: on a reality TV show yeah, or above, and then you're all set. But
2: you know, I mean, like they do not they don't verify the K- the Ku Klux Klan or the you know whatever. And yeah. those are established, you know, organizations. Yeah. So it is. It's interesting, and I don't know the right or wrong of it, but it is—it's
0: a really good question. Maybe Twitter doesn't want their emails hacked. Well, (laughs) listen—you know, we'll verify you. Fine.
2: My Twitter feed was hacked the day after the, you know, or right after the Democratic National Convention when I was there, and it was really scary. Anonymous hacked my Twitter feed, you know, and that's so crazy. It it, it, was—it—it—it made me shake, you know, because I've learned. To not look at mentions and, like, I'm able to kind of scan through or, you know, to see, like, um, you know, I can always kind of quickly, I notice skip any avatars that have, like, eagles or American flags <laughs> or, like, masks or animated kind of scary masks.
1: Yeah. Don't let the trolls get you down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but because uh, it's energy, right? Yeah.
2: And it, like, is catchy.
1: Now, um, the thing about this that I would like to offer um, A. Marshall is he says, you know, someone who pushes for wellness and spiritual clarity and connection, he can't in good conscious vote for her. I want to try to offer him a new perspective. Like, I, under, I understand.
2: Like, awesome email, by yeah, the no, way. Yeah, no, I it's love it so much. Beautiful. And I agree on a lot of things. But here's the thing about Hillary that I respect is she tends to change with new information, and I like when people can let themselves be changed as new infor- as they learn new information. So that yeah. doesn't bother you. A lot of people say that... Well, they call it just, flip-flopping, right. but it's like, okay, so you've learned new information that should change your ideals, but you're going to stay hard on your old ideals because so that people don't think you're a flip-flopper? I mean, so that, that's silly. That's not how how life and growth works. Right. So there's one thing if you're flip-flopping because you're si- speaking out of one side of your mouth to this crowd and the other side of your mouth to Which this crowd, she might that's be different. doing that
1: a little bit, but also, like, I don't really get that vibe from her. She's taken on so much of Bernie's platform. No, but I mean I, in the past. And I believe earnestly. I mean in the past. Like, that's what people are talking about, right? In the past, like, she wasn't for marriage equality. It's like, okay, she played the middle ground because she was trying to play it safe. That's not all we want from our president right now, but now she's... A, Obviously, adjusted that, and now she's an LGBT like hero. You know what I
2: mean? And, and I mean, she's and wearing for- a
1: pantsuit. You guys, she supports lesbians.
2: <laughs> she does have a um, sense of humor too. You know, a bit. and 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 the thing that I had to educate myself about Hillary, I had to kind of um, rejigger my Twitter feed because what you realize is you think you're getting the news from. Your Twitter feed, and but you're curating it,
1: mm-hmm. so
2: you're just being. You're you're getting your news from like-minded people who have all the same thoughts as you, mm-hmm. and um, so until you go, well, I should read some stuff that by people who like Hillary and uh, people who are for Hillary, and I remember reading a piece, I think it was in the Daily Beast about that Hillary's approval ratings are sky high when she's in office. You know, when she's a senator and she was secretary of state. But when she's campaigning, they're low because she's shitty at it. And it's just (laughs) not what is... It it should be necessarily important. Like, Obama is a performer. Besides being wildly brilliant, a historian, and, you know, like, just totally inspiring, he is an amazing
1: speaker. She's yeah. one of the right. great speakers. Very charismatic.
2: She's she's not she's she's getting to be a little bit better. She's gotten a lot better. I want to talk about this. But
1: she's not a great. She's a shitty speaker. But don't you think okay, I have so we watched the last debate mm-hmm. and um we had differing opinions on her tenor in the debate. Okay. So afterwards we were actually talking with Jeff Ross. And he was like, I would have liked. He wanted her to like roast him a little bit more, you know. Right. He wanted to come her back with to kind some of zingers
0: come well, back in. Yeah, I,
2: I kind of I I feel both like um, she was cool and calm and collected, which is kind of most important. But when he said things like, "Women are having abortions in their nine ninth month of pregnancy and this ripping um, them ripping out. them out. Oh, huh? It, those are lies and that's lies and propaganda. And, and scare tactics. And I would have loved for her, you know, she goes, well that's just not true. Yeah. And that's great, you know, but it it would I mean I do fantasize about Bernie being in these um debates because and I so desperately wanted to see him earlier on in cross-party debates. Mm -hmm. There's no logical reason other than...
1: It's just not the way it works.
2: They're what's what's best for the candidates, but not what's best for the people, is that there isn't a cross-party debate before there are nominees. Give us, like, the top three of each side Uh. and have them debate. That would be so informative. That would inform so many people's votes. But all we see are... B- debates along party lines until there are the two nominees, and I just think that's a disservice. But I would have loved to see Bernie, because if you look up Bernie on YouTube, and you guys should post this or something, um, he's talking to Obama's nominee to head up the FDA. And he rips this guy a new asshole by only asking questions. And it's so... True and honest and brilliant and revealing. Mm. The the Food and Drug Administration guy goes. So you are in charge of approving shipments, exports of uh, importing uh, uh, fish and vegetables from other countries into our country. Yes, and he's like yes. Okay, but you do not see it fit to have brand name drugs from Canada that are affordable shipped. To America. Ha, that's a great
1: fucking question. You know, so it's like
2: fish and things that spoil and get you go bad and all these things that have no problem getting across this border. But for what reason, other than money, can we not get affordable brand name drugs into this country so people aren't dying because they can't afford the drugs in this country? Yeah. There isn't a reason except for money and being in bed with pharmaceutical companies. And so just by virtue of him asking earnest questions, the answer is is shameful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's so, it exposes so much without any finger pointing or or any beefing up of facts or anything. It's just, it's as simple as that. Logic-based. And I do, I just, I really love Bernie, but I think if you love Bernie... You've got to get Hillary in office. He's going around campaigning for her. It, it, you know, and listen, I'm not going to act like it isn't a tough pill to swallow. And maybe I will be more active in terms of that because I do think there were wild injustices done. But not
0: until after the eighth, right? This is too important or the twenty eighth yeah yeah right (laughs) oh my god yes go the 20. (laughs) I
2: could enjoy him so much uh if if there weren't people's lives (laughs) yeah
0: yeah Yeah, he was still a reality going back to that last debate and as Jeff was saying I just wish she would he's the roast master general if you guys don't know (laughs) he's like I just want her to like be more cutting and like give some one-liners back. And Steph and I were talking about that. And like, for me, I'm like, this is a woman who's Wellesley educated. She's of a certain generation where you hold yourself to a certain level of uh, poise and you hold your head high with grace. And not to mention, she's on camera in front of everybody in the political sector. It's like in my opinion, she held her space in such like a grounded, beautiful, powerful way that we should be admiring and not saying she should have gone, you know, in in Michelle's words, like gone low.
2: When, um, when she said, you know, my friend Michelle said when they go low, we go high and then he goes, oh, your friend, your friend Michelle, oh, wow, you were running against her husband. She said some terrible things about you and... People believed it, uh, even Democrats maybe would believe it because they were running against each other, but it's actually not at all true. It's There's nothing based in fact or reality about what he says, but he knows it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because even if people fact-check it the next day and we're all passing around video proving that he said, I'm friends with Putin, or video proving that Michelle never said those things, or all the lies that are easily... Totally easily disprovable, and we pass around via Twitter and Facebook the next day. It doesn't get to the people whose minds
1: need to be well, changed. The they're, wells have already our, been poisoned. We're right?
2: passing them around to our, each other. Yeah, it, you it, know, we're preaching to the choir. So to change minds, it's just very—it's a—it's a very frustrating because the people whose minds we want to change are anger motivated and rage motivated. They, they're. They've, they're inspired by Trump because they've he's given them a place to put their anger instead of ever having to look inward or get quiet or do any of those things and they're not in a place to be open or conscious and change and you can't and we, we can't change them and the only way to make change is with love and being open you know Amen. Like yeah. this I was telling you this Pema Chodron book, and there's a, a chapter in it that is applies to life, applies to social justice and everything, where she just says, "Your remember that your thoughts, and this is something that I have to remind myself of all the time, and we all do, our thoughts are opinions. They're not facts, no matter how much you believe in them. They're opinions, not facts. And as soon as you think your thoughts are facts, then you go towards people with other thoughts, thoughts different than yours, with aggression, mm. and change can't happen that way. And that's that's us, you know, it's not just them, it's yeah. us. And there is no us in them, we're the same. You know, I'm a product of how I was raised, totally. I would love to think I would be this liberal Democrat, bleeding heart person if my parents weren't, but probably not. And and that's the case of most people who are not like-minded, you know, unlike, or uh, who think differently than us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I think, though, with Hillary, like, the thing, she had that opinion, and I was like, okay, yes, and two, I feel two things, and they're conflicting. The first thing is I feel like I just want her to be like, okay, like, Pause. <laughs> Timeout. Can we just all like observe what's happening here? This is psychotic, obviously. I've worked my whole life in politics. I've done everything right. I've tried really hard to play the game correctly and now I'm being fucking blindsided by a clown. Can we just all agree that that's what's happening? <laughs> Restart. You know, I want her to like break down like the facade of and play into the the consciousness that we are rising into, which is, like, we do want to see the political system changing because we are seeing that it's corrupt. But what's difficult about her is she's keeping it so placid, and I think it's because, as a woman in a position of power, you have such little wiggle room of how you can emote or Mm -hmm. how you can get angry without someone saying, you're a cunt,
0: you're a bitch, you're this, you're like. It's, like, almost like she can't... Your pantsuits are ugly. Yeah. Which they couldn't say this time around. It's not true
1: because Annie Wintour was there. But... (laughs) It's like it's a it's a difficult position for her to be in because where is how is she supposed to navigate that emotionally and how is she supposed to effectively shut it down without seeming like she's being a bitch or whatever or 100%. stooping to that level yeah that's
2: also what surrogates are are technically for you know are the, are to um say the things that the person can't say like you know. Like, whereas, like, Hillary, it would be unseemly for her to be like, I'm fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, other people, surrogates for her campaign, go on shows and go, she's fucking awesome. You right. know, whatever. I mean, that's the, but, uh, you know, to be, not to be, I mean, this is uh, maybe sexist or not what's important, but her hair and makeup game has been on point. Oh, it yes.
0: Really has. She looks so good. Those highlights. Yeah, although, I'll say this, <laughs> I feel like, The last debate, when the split screen, like her lighting compared to Trump's lighting, completely different rooms. She had like Grace and Frankie lighting, and I had like hospital waiting room lighting. (laughs) So bad. Notice that too. You're so right, and that I will,
2: I will agree with Trump on that that the lighting was rigged. (laughs) But that's it.
1: So funny. yeah I just I think I'm just like still I get really mad when people are commenting on like her personality like that's not what's important right do we need our politician to be our I mean we're just spoiled with Obama I guess because he's just like the coolest dude around who, exactly. who hits us that's all the thing, his in like
0: swagger is just off the chart we all
1: want to know him and fuck him like that's just the way it <laughs> is know. you know and unfortunately
0: we don't feel that way about
1: Hillary I know. So. I mean,
2: like, I think this country would vote Michelle as president in two fucking seconds.
1: That's what I said to her yesterday. I was like, can she just be the president? (laughs) That literally. I think she's too
2: slathered, hot as fuck. Picture of her in the time style uh, section. Uh, yeah. Too much. It was so good. Don't that is an us. ad for Palmer's. Like, <laughs> yeah. never seen. But, like, the most beautiful, powerful, badass woman. Like, beautiful. Totally. Inside out. And
0: like. eloquent. And something that we can look at and we have our kids look to her and be like, that is how you speak in front of a exactly. crowd. It's this like is she- the messaging that we are okay to listen to that doesn't hurt our heart and make us... It's, like, impassioned, but with love. But also, it's, like, she's also a great speaker. Yeah, exactly. brilliant. And she's her speechwriter is amazing. But I got to take a a storytelling class with her and it was amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah like can
1: Hillary take an improv class? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> can we get her involved oh in gosh. some yes Andy? She
0: could do some like
2: UCB levels. Yeah.
1: Just yeah. get her get her out of her comfort zone. Shake it off, Else. <laughs>
2: yes. That shimmy in, in the I mean was oh, was man. a huge win. It was so cool. So cool. That was, was like, like woo <laughs> her <laughs> most human moment. Yeah.
1: That's what I want to see. More Anytime
2: of. she's human it's and it you know Kate McKinnon really nails it. Uh, She's like, I'm stepping, I'm stepping, I'm stepping, I'm being personable, you know? (laughs) And it's a great thing to make fun of because it doesn't mean she shouldn't be president. It's just, it's a thing about her that is hilarious. And that would be great if she... You know, but how how are we supposed to be like, let your guard down when she's literally had to be
1: Teflon to just survive the past 30 years? And another thing I hate, which I want to talk to you about too, is like, we're throwing Bill Clinton on the coals like she's a fucking devil bitch for taking back her husband. Meanwhile, Lemonade is a number one selling album in the fucking United States of America. Mm, Excellent point. It's like, pick a side, you guys.
2: And also... (laughs) Trump Absolutely. has cheated on every. He's had several wives, and he's cheated on all of them. Yeah, and why is nobody talking about that? It's I on think t- they I mean are. It's just. It's just. It's. It's. There's too much to even, to, to even comment
0: on it. It's just. It's right. There's no like one thing. There's no like Monica Lewinsky one thing that everyone can just laser focus in on. It's like there's so much ridiculous chatter and bullshit and a laundry list of insanity that it's like overwhelming that it's just, okay, that's how he is. Yeah. No, Bill Clinton was go. fucking
2: disgusting with women in it. There's no way around it. He happened to also be a great president and a great speaker and, but
1: a lover of balloons.
2: <laughs> a lover
1: of balloons gotta see them. did name. you see him at one of the the last debate where he goes up to the stage and like they're all shaking hands and all the balloons rain down he's
0: just like in his <laughs> <own> zone like, <laughs> <laughs> might I add to how th- what that has to do with with his whole scenario when he was president and what that has to do with Hillary now is that that woman handled that with such grace and poise in such a horrible magnifying glass on that Scenario And the fact that she kind of came out of that, who knows what she dealt with personally, but publicly, it just seemed as if she was dealing with it in a way with it such class. And don't you want someone who's under a stressful situation to be handling it with ease? I want her to be Melly Grant, season three of Scandal,
1: crying and drinking at the gravesite of <laughs> Which I'm dead sure child. that could have happened. Like, I'm sure...
0: I'm sure... I hope that, you know, she emotionally went there. I'm sure she did. She, but the fact that she didn't let it sway her in the public eye, I think that that's something to be commended, not reprimanded. Mm. Well, all of that
2: aside, I was like, I, I The thing that... Besides the actual, like, facts and politics and this and that, but, like... One thing that really impresses me just from a distance is everyone I know who knows her um, loves her, mm-hmm. like who knows her personally. Not um, like I know all these people who know her personally, but like Al Franken, for instance, I actually know well, and yeah. he, she's a real mentor to him and was and is, and he loves her, yeah. and he doesn't love easily, you know what I mean? And that means so much to me. I'm not crazy about who she picked for a vice president, and I think he's terrible on TV. <laughs> and uh, I understand the strategy of picking him. What is the what strategy? What was the strategy? Yeah, I'm it a little bit unclear Because assuming, which maybe wasn't the best assumption, but that, she, that the Bernie supporters would, at the very least... To honor Bernie and his desires, will vote for Hillary. Right. Then she wants to get the Republicans that are disgusted by Trump, mm-hmm. who are more middle-of-the-road conservatives. And Tim Kaine uh, votes Democrat and, you know, but is very religious and, okay. you know, he's a god person. Okay. And that's fine. And I respect that he's a God person, but he still, like, votes for a woman's right to choose because that's what his constituency wanted. You know what I mean? But um, he, thank God, the vice presidential debate means nothing.
1: It's funny (laughs) how they're just allowed to be wet blankets.
2: He (laughs) was, (laughs) like, he just, when, when you saw sound, when you saw soundbite, when you saw quotes of things he said or memes of things he said, there were badass and great, but watching him, he came off like such a weasel, and he was just like, Elaine, it's mine during the talk, and he was like, Jesus, and then Pence, who is a monster, by judging by his actions as a politician, uh, is cool and calm and collected, and you know, so it's it's terrifying. Yeah. You know, I mean, Joe Biden has like really big bad teeth and a terrible haircut, but he is one of the greatest
1: I people. I love him. I
2: love him so much. He's a great man, a great politician. You know, one the only senator that actually had a son in Afghanistan and lost him. Oh, was, so was sad. Did we watch
0: Colbert with you when he was on Colbert?
2: No, I
0: don't think so. I think we did. I think we did. Oh maybe anyway, that, I, I, I fell asleep. Obviously hi. <laughs> that true. made me love him, that interview. Oh, if you, you guys can't... haven't checked it out, it's it sheds so much light onto like his life and his personality and it made me like a diehard fan.
2: There's a memo that got out that he sent to just all the people that work for him. That is so amazing. I'm not going to quote it well. It's just basically, and it, and it just like got out like someone who received it, it works for him, probably posted it. But um, it's like, if you have a family obligation, a, not just deaths, not just sickness, weddings, birthdays, you know, like things that are important family occasions, I do not want to see you here. Oh. I'll be disappointed if you come to work instead. Oh, my God. It's... And that's i I'm, give, but like he has values. I'm saying a shitty, shitty version of it. But it was so beautiful. I love him. Yeah, love him. he's a good, let's, let's righteous, him on the show. righteous, oh, yeah. righteous you know? man. I would have. <laughs> I wonder if it's. I wonder if like she would have been able to pick him as vice president again. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what the rules are for vice president, but I would have loved to see him. Obviously, I would have loved to see Elizabeth Warren if she would, but right. she'll probably run in four years.
0: Do you think that I got I got the impression that she was like I don't want to get involved in this mess.
2: I don't know I don't I but she's fucking awesome and she's a hawk she's you know amazing. she doesn't take shit she does go there yeah and uh, I think or we'll be Corey ready Booker. for that soon. I think Cory Booker would have been an easy choice and also
1: Al Franken. Yeah, right. I wrote down, where's Al Franken in all this? That was one of my questions <laughs> for you. <laughs> like, he's doing stuff He on loves the, Hillary. Yeah. And I love his politics. And he's on the local level, which is something that I really feel like we should all kind of just attune to a little bit more. One of our friends was on yesterday talking about the no DAPL thing, which I got yeah. answers for you about um, who are the people who are backing it. And oh, it's yeah. Like, it's
2: like every big bank. Every
1: big bank what is, is behind it. The and, pipeline.
2: Okay, yeah. Right. Like, my bank... Yeah, and so, I'm thinking this is a time where we should leave our banks and go to credit unions, which is, you know,
0: hmm.
2: the, the ma and pa version of banks. Yeah. I mean, every big bank supporting is behind pipeline. this pipeline, and energy company and gas company, and in Canada as well.
0: Well, Hillary came out this morning or last night and gave a statement, and it was pretty much like, I hope we all make the decision – that is best for all involved. That's paraphrasing, but that was it. And a lot of people were like, "Could you just take a stance, please?" Well, but it's why, like not also, right now. The, the president that's <laughs> in he our can't office make right, a stance now. right now. Yeah. Why doesn't Barack say something? Uh, well, you know, people
2: are. You, we have to put pressure on him. It's like uh, he's, you know. Another part of this democracy is we have to be involved as right. citizens. You know, I grew up in New Hampshire, and my parents were involved, and New Hampshire people tend to be involved because. That's where the first primary is or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, we sat and watched this country turn into an oligarchy. It's it, a democracy. I remember Michael saying, which is the smartest thing, is just democracy isn't a given. It's something that has to be protected by the people. Yeah. We, the people formed this government. That's inherited by us. By our and own greed. You know, it's our responsibility to, to be the checks and balances of it,
1: you know. I think we're just all transitioning out of that very, um, not not money-driven, but, like, the kind of throwaway society of, like, the 80s and 90s. And, like, even from, like, the 50s and 60s, like, there was such, like, a an irresponsible tone that was being taken for so long. And now... Well, the 80s was the me generation. Yeah. <laughs> but it, And then but, the 90s was the cocaine generation <laughs> where just money, 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 money. There was so much money everywhere. And it didn't... Nobody cared where it was coming from or what it was connected to. Well, Gary
2: Shanling had the best. I mean, right before the bank, the bank collapsed in 2008, I remember him saying, he said... Uh, Greed is an addiction. The people that run this country are addicted to money. And it's as if you give, it's like giving a pile of cocaine to a bunch of drug addicts and saying, distribute this among your
0: people equally. <laughs> right.
2: When you take away someone's humanity, when, you, when you're able to look at a people as not human, you can do terrible, terrible things to them. And that's how the Holocaust happened. Nazis are human beings. They were human beings with hearts and everything. But they were indoctrinated to see Jews as not human. And that was why they were able to do those things to them. Um, Trump is kind of doing the same thing with looking at Mexicans, looking at other, looking at Muslims, looking at women, talking about them as things, as stuff, as acquisitions.
1: And it's dangerous. I would really like to propose um, a halt on all of us thinking it's, like, really funny to talk about grabbing pussy and, like, putting it on shirts and, like, all that stuff. Like, I feel like the more that we include his words into our lexicon, weirdly, the more passively it gives it power. Like, I know we're kind of taking it back, but at the same time, I'm just like, I just don't want to hear that. I just don't want to hear people jokingly call themselves pussy grabbers because it's like we're acknowledging that that was even said, which I feel like is part of the problem. Or like Like, letting it be okay that it was said. Yeah, like don't... I want to stop giving it power by like continuing to have that conversation. I, I
2: kind of feel like it takes away the power to make a joke of it. It's kind of like when Rachel Maddow, I think she has so much power when she reveals something hideous and it's... And she is above it. She can. Mm-hmm. La- she mm-hmm. laughs at it. it. Is so much more powerful than when she's than when like uh, someone on Fox News is like spitting mad, like you know, right. like Bill O'Reilly is just like spitting and screaming. It's it's so much more powerful to be poised and and I do think that it shouldn't be something that's ignored. I think that when shit like that happens, it's imp- you know. The fact that that was exposed, it was a gift. Not just because hopefully that will help Hillary to win or keep him from winning, but because once things are brought to light, um, you know, darkness, as my therapist says, darkness can't exist in the light, you know. And, and as Mr. Rogers said, if it's, <laughs> men- if it's mentionable, it's manageable. So it's I important, like you know, when, when when hatred and bigotry is exposed in a tangible way it's I think always a good thing because you know it's like it's like why Jews kind of love when like something anti-semitic happens or or is said or something because you can point to it it's something that's real it isn't just this ether in the air that's invisible and that you can't sense with any of your senses but you know is there you know, is is more dangerous. Okay. You know? But I hear what you're saying, too, where it's just the more you repeat something, even if it's a lie, I mean, that's hit, the basis of Hitler. Exactly. Is, is the it becomes more it becomes
0: just fact. I had yeah. an epiphany of, like, I finally understood why Trump, like, gets the eyes and ears that he does and probably, like, why he's gotten so far. So I have this... Uh, Listen to serious radio often, and my favorite thing to listen to is Dr. Laura. And I rarely agree with what she says. She right. takes like an under an admittedly like anti-feminist stance on most things. She calls herself a re- reformed feminist, mm-hmm. and uh, I understand where she's coming from most of the time, but like I don't agree with it but though her delivery is so aggressive and so intense, I like can't stop listening. And I feel like my relationship to Dr. Laura is America's relationship to Trump.
2: And I was like, <laughs> I get it now. Well, I mean, America, no matter who you're voting for or whether you like him or not, is we're it's we're Trump obsessed right now. Um but the people who are who love him, who would die for him, who are completely who he speaks for are people who, um, for which he says it's not you, it's them, mm. yeah. and they need that quick solution. They, you know, I I think that I've noticed in the Republican Party they tend to go towards band aids than the the long view, than the long game of of fixing things like infrastructure, <laughs> and, um, and Siri, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, real so, true. So he, you know, they they tend to win with the short game and. Um, And I hate when I hear myself say they, but I do think that Trump gives people who don't want to have to look inward, who don't want to be quiet in their mind, who don't want to live conscious lives or are completely unaware of the option to live conscious minds or that they're not living conscious lives. Um, He gives them the, it's not you, it's them.
1: Yeah. With I mean, a capital T. And here's like an aggressive and violent and
2: short-sighted solution to that. And or- you can put all your misplaced anger about your your parents and, and, and genuine things that you deserve a hug and a squeeze
1: and love for. Yeah. Put it all here. It's really fucked up. Like, my, there's people in my family who are Trump supporters. <laughs> And it's really difficult and I went home and I tried to have a conversation about this with the person in my family and by the end of what they were explaining, I was like, okay, I see your point of view on like what you want to happen and what you feel like he may represent hypothetically, but then how can you listen to what he's actually saying and watch what he's actually doing and still blindly – it's like – People only want to see what they are. And so instead of listening and hearing, they're just projecting their own desires onto this, this person that they trust. Because why? Because he was on a TV show? Like It seems like that's what it is. It's not that they actually think he's saying the right thing. They think that on some level he's representing their own resistance to like the hypocrisy of government in general.
2: It's crazy because... Every time I've seen a Trump supporter be interviewed and they say, why do you support Trump? They always say, because he tells the truth. Right. And that is the... That's that's false. That's 180 degrees false. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't tell the truth, but he lies bluntly.
1: Yeah, and he just, And it sounds
2: like truth. He exactly. lies with
1: vigor. He, <laughs>
2: he, he lies from the
1: hip. Yeah. <laughs> He just speaks in a way that we've never seen a politician speak. And that's the only thing that people are responding to. And I love when Hillary was like, he's like, we're going to, the Japan are going to pay. The Chinese are going to pay. These are people are going to be just fucking yelling crazy things. And she's like, no, no words matter sentiment matters and like all of a sudden it's almost like i saw the whole thing i like hyper focus pulled back and saw like the whole world watching and i'm like oh she's fully conscious that like every fucking person in every country is watching this and he's acting like he's giving me a speech in his backyard that nobody can fucking see Like, it's insane. He has no regard for the implications of his language, and I feel like that's what's also, like, really terrifying.
2: Oh, my God. The Jimmy Kimmel show does a thing called Drunk Trump where they (laughs) just play him slightly slower speed, (laughs) and it's hilarious. That's amazing. Because what he's saying is what a drunk person would say. It's so funny. (laughs) Drump. And also, who is it that does um, Sassy Trump? Serafinowicz. I don't know that one. Peter Serafinowicz. It's Google amazing. It. We'll find we'll it. We'll
0: Google it. We'll, we'll get it's that done. It's just
2: going. he lip syncs it's exactly, he lip syncs exactly what he says, but it's like talking like that. <laughs> 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 and it's amazing. <laughs> That's looking great. Uh,
0: the memes for, for ages to come. Hopefully after November 8th. I don't think he's going to sink into the distance, but my hope is that we this is no longer something we are going to be talking well, about.
2: There are things that uh, we, as a country, have been totally obsessed with that you never think will go away. And I mean, when's the last time you thought about Paris Hilton, for instance? <laughs> I mean, no offense to Paris Hilton, and bless her She's and whatever. Off like, recently, because my brother
1: tagged me in a picture of her on Instagram. Okay, but <laughs> there have been
2: some solid, solid chunk of years, and you never thought we wouldn't go a day without hearing something about Paris. Hilton. Yeah, so I true. mean, truly, Very yeah,
0: true. And that that gives me hope, Sarah. Thank you. Listen, I,
2: as a reality uh, host, I never missed an episode of The Apprentice. Yeah. Right.
1: It was great television. Right. Loved it. Because he's a reckless
2: psychopath. (laughs) And it's crazy because it's his followers that are like, no one wants to hear what celebrities have to say. And I'm like, but you're worshipping one. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Fully. Let's just say moral of this story. Yeah. What can we take away as a group from this conversation? How can we walk into the light amidst all of this chaos politically. Sarah, guide us, hold our hand, tell <laughs> us how to live. I feel like the biggest question is just how not to you know, I think Trump has such a negative way of of framing every single thing that happens and it creates an environment where we all kind of just feel like despondent and icked out by watching it. And I don't know, like, I guess my question to you and to everyone is just, like, how can we not let that affect us and still make good choices and supportive choices and and do things that are good on the local and national level that, like, make sense?
2: Well, I mean, I, I feel, like, completely yin and yang of myself in that, like, part of me totally gets wanting to sit this out.
0: Mm, I like that you think of that. There's
2: something healthy about it. I feel like there's something, would be something very healthy about sitting this out, not going on Twitter, not looking at what's going on in politics, not following it at all. That said, I also think that it's our responsibility as Americans or to, to... to affect our own futures and to be have interest in it and to have empathy and care and concern for each other. So I feel torn in that way. I also feel torn in, in that I think that the Trump uh, fad or sickness or...
1: Phenomenon.
2: Fad or phenomenon, <laughs> yeah... Um, dark cloud, has caused a kind of national depression, mm. like f- clinical national depression. Yeah, people are upset. But I also think the good part of it is awareness, that it's made us, it's forced us to be aware. You know, it's like how I said, how embarrassed I was to go, that I that I said to myself, God, it's a real epidemic that... Cops are murdering unarmed black people. And then I had to realize, oh, no, that this isn't an epidemic. This has always been the case. I'm just aware of it because of social media now. Mm -hmm. And that's a real kind of horror movie thing to realize and also um, shameful and all those things. But to be able to be aware of them, for them to be able to be out in the light, you know, so now we're seeing... All this white nationalism and it's terrifying and it's not new. It's, it's just something new. that now, so it feels like we're going into this real dark uh, stage and we are in a way, but it's it's like coming out of shadows. Is it. It's like yeah. we're we're extracting it and it's in the ugliest, scariest part because we're aware of it now. Mm-hmm. But until we are aware of it, which is now, until this happens. We can't come through the other side. So that's my hopeful, that's my Roseanne thorn, if I can <laughs> p- put it all in that and then give it to you guys that to Roseanthorne. That would Rose be a thorn.
0: stem even. Aww. <laughs> I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you. Well, I guess.
1: Play uh, that jingle.
0: It's time for our Red team, those Stems. Um what you got? Not, they're not political. I'm switching gears. Good. I'm That's changing <laughs> fucking lanes and I'm going worse for first because I'm almost potentially devastated. Oh yeah? Yeah. But so, I have a real, real good fix for this but All right. Give so it at has me. anybody noticed that the prices of avocados are skyrocketing? Yes. They are now we've noticed. three times more than they average to be, which they're going for a $1.65. And this is not only due to the drought in California where avocados are known to come from, but um, there is some sort of labor strike going on in Mexico, which I don't have the info on, but I'm hearing ramblings that it might have something to do with the cartel scenario, but... That remains to be seen. Jeez. Um, however. It's the black market of avocados. She G- G-
2: just put, like, cocaine <laughs> where the pit of an avocado <laughs> is and, like, reclose it.
1: Mm, healthy fats in my cocaine. <laughs> well, That's no, because I there are,
0: there's something going on with the avocados, so they're looking at that. <laughs> <gasps> um, but, uh, so, yeah. So the imports of avocados from Mexico to the U.S. have uh, slashed entirely. It used to be, I think, Average $40 for cre- avocados, the highest they're going for. It was $165 now. So I was getting a burrito yesterday at Meekstow in Silver Lake, and there was a sign. there like, we're now on our 14th day of no avocados. We're unable to sell them. Da, 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 da. And uh, I don't know. I That's weird to me because like I was just at the
1: Hollywood Farmer's Market, and I wasn't seeing any shortage of avocados. But those
0: might have not been... Like the, for instance, the place I went to go eat might have been getting them from like a mass distributor.
1: Okay, well, sorry, you gotta buy local now, you guys. Buy local, buy sustainable. Come on, got it. Sorry, Mixo, I love you, but you're fucking it up. You should have just came hand in hand. Like I just bought this (laughs) avocado at the farmer's market. I did notice. Please put it in my Trader Joe's.
0: Those bags of four that normally go for like three forty nine or something was five. 39 you know this is kind of a rose for me in a weird way because i i like
1: that that things that are coming from a place that are is foreign and unknown to us in a certain regard it's kind of forcing us to to go to the to the local farmers and and get it that way i mean if there has to be a rose from that maybe there's a water problem in california sure but i swear to god there was fucking 25 baskets of avocados at the farmer's market that's this week
0: how much were they um, Were they normal prices? Yeah,
1: I mean, avocados are an expensive fruit. They're a
0: luxury they item. Yeah, They're
2: a luxury fruit, and yeah. they're really? even more
0: of a luxury. They have a pit right, yeah, right
2: now.
1: Yeah. So that's my thorn. Okay. Well, my rose is that people have to buy from farmers in California.
0: Right. But what about our beautiful listeners who aren't there?
1: Well, sorry.
0: <laughs> you know, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that sucks. I love <laughs> avocados.
1: I love them. I know, yeah, me they're too. so good. But there's so many at the farm. I just. I feel like everyone should be shopping at farmer's markets for produce and for things like that. And then if you want to buy, like, bags of chips or, you know, boxes of almond milk, as long as it's carrageen free, like, get that at Sprouts. But, right. I, I was it. in New York
2: at this restaurant. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Um, with Todd Barry and his girlfriend, Marlene. Oh. And um, who's awesome. Great for him. And uh, great for both of them. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: we don't want Marlene to think that he's desperate. That's true. <laughs> um, I know she's so cool. And um, they, it, it's, it was, a, it's a like a vegetarian restaurant. And then he's like, we ran out of avocados, and we're like, everything you have on the menu is avocados. And then we're like, okay, so we ordered something else. And then I was like, I'm just gonna postmates 20 avocados to this restaurant.
1: Brilliant. Did you do like, that? You
2: can't go to. Uh this like a grocery store one and a half blocks away and buy six avocados for the rest of the dinner Did you so do weird. it?
0: I didn't do oh, it. Oh sad.
2: I didn't want to seem sassy.
0: <laughs> You're like here I got this. <laughs> I was,
2: I was like, should I just postmates like thirty avocados to Siggy is good
1: food. Yeah, it really that would be hilarious and probably end up on a local news site. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Silverman saves the day at the vegan restaurant, <laughs> or
2: Sarah Silverman had to have her avocado. <laughs> <What a laughs>
1: <bitch. laughs> yeah. yeah. But everyone benefits.
0: Yeah, I really put a damper on my vegetarian burrito. Is I'm, all really I'm saying. No, I get it. it Needs that home. avocado, you guys. I'm
1: really sorry. Elizabeth.
0: It's okay. It's okay. Um, what about you? What do you have? Um,
1: I'll go my rose which is that I recently learned that it's actually, I don't know if it's even going to be a good rose because it's ending today. but Your just, period? No, my period is yesterday.
0: <laughs> Forever? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Um, you guys, you can go online. You could have gone online. This is dumb because it's past tense, but Leonardo DiCaprio was auctioning off dates – with him for six dollars to support an edinburgh charity for the homeless which i'm not sure if this is like a desperate play for him to find like a non-model girlfriend or really just like oh, an if act you could only just find a non-model girlfriend it's so hard for him <laughs> <laughs> wellness leo dates a normie right seriously <laughs> Uh, I just thought that was fucking hilarious. I don't know. That is funny. It's just like a fun rose. I'm I'm gonna probably donate six dollars.
0: Yeah. why not?
1: Why not roll the dice on that? You know. Why not? I love fuck boys.
0: But I will Damn say, I, <laughs> I think Leonardo
2: DiCaprio is like a model citizen in a lot of ways, and if his worst. Quality is that he fucks models. I mean, he really, he dates models. He yeah. serial dates models. And I can understand how, like, uh, movie stars are dri- drawn, male movie stars are drawn to models because they're worldly. They travel. They work all they're over the beautiful. place. They have they have like similar schedules. schedules, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like comedians and strippers for a long time. Yeah. Like, guy <laughs> comedians and strippers would date all the time. And it's just kind of, it's that, that same, like, night work and it's, you know, you, you kind of are manipulating people and. Like selling your soul a little bit. You know, <laughs> comics used to perform at strip clubs in the old days and stuff. So there's like a weird, I don't know what I'm. I like am, that. Is my parallel. mouth still moving? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You got it. You got it. <laughs> you
1: got it. And then um, my other rose is just this episode. I'm just so happy that we have Sarah here. Yeah, I know. And I'm awesome. sorry that at the beginning of this
2: episode, I. Squashed a good energy by being like, "We're not taking pictures. I just had a facial. My face is goopy. You told me that it wouldn't be pictures." And then I'm like, "I'll just." And you're like, "You'll just put on lipstick and be fine." And I and I was like, "No." And but I will. I'll just put on lipstick. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then I saw you like quietly put like crystals on each of your feet, like to like, and I knew it was like to for my energy to like clear
1: out. <laughs> Did it work though? Yeah,
0: it worked. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. She always comes around. They do you <laughs> always come around? Yeah. Um, well, that's the good thing about uh, podcasting is there are no visuals necessary. Yeah, so,
1: just one promo pick, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I Plus, did have, you look
1: beautiful. You You're, do. It's not yes. goopy. It's glowy. I guess. Take On that, that glowy stance. tip,
0: I always talk to you, Sarah, about your skin because it's so. Awesome. By the way, your skin's looking Thank good. Thank you. This leads to my rose. So oh. I uh, had. I think I'm really late to the party on this because I think they just opened their 15th location yesterday, but <laughs> it's uh, this uh, place, this chain called Skin Laundry. Oh, you told me about this like two years ago.
1: I did? No. <laughs>
2: Somebody did. Sorry. So Skin
0: Laundry, it's okay. Skin, skin Laundry is... Um, They're coined as like a 15-minute walk-in laser facial. So what they do is they use a YAG laser followed by an IPL laser, which is an intense pulsed light. And the YAG is to resurface the skin and fade brown spots. And IPL is used to treat (gasps) redness and lighten pigmentation. And it's like the first time you go is free. Wow, I need that for my melasma. Yeah, so, well, here's the thing. So I did a little research because I was like, what is the deal with all this? I have a friend who's super into it and swears by it. Um, But so it's like really uh, like low level laser. So you're supposed to go many times whereas normally if you have a laser treatment, you go and then you're like out of commission for a couple of days because your skin peels off. Heavy peel. So um, the whole idea is that it's like Low level laser multiple times, and you see results over time. That has yet to be seen, but I am happy to take one for the team and research it. What I do think though is I that disagree.
1: It, your skin looks more glowing than I've seen it look in a while. Yeah, and I know skin it's skin not just the Living it's, Luminizer. I think it's the
0: RMS lo- it's lo- not, lo- Luminizer. It's not because yesterday you
1: came over and you had just come from there, and I was like, What's up with your skin? Oh,
0: well, thank you. So, anyway, skin laundry. I know they're in New York, LA, Arizona. Check them out, guys. I'll keep you all posted. Maybe Liz Winstead told
2: me about it. Yeah. I could have Definitely sworn it was me. you. I feel like and we were in my car on the corner of Gardner and Sunset. If that happened I have no
1: recollection yeah, of it <laughs> it's <been> someone
0: else. <laughs> but so that's my rose and also side rose. I started an improv class last night. Side Yay. rose. Side rose. So uh, I'm excited about that. Just <gasps> Where? At IOS. I took a couple years ago at U C B and I technically didn't pass that one because I didn't turn in when you have to like go to and go to enough improv shows to be like, I went to my five improvs, like, thank you. I never did that, so I was like, I'm just gonna go someplace else instead of taking the level two. <laughs> That's I'm so late. It's, it's right. It's yeah. Correct. No. It's it, uh, literally everyone in there was so awesome and lovely and just cool and funny, and it was just such a good energy. And I had this moment looking around. I was like, "Wow, I'm supposed to be here right now." It just like felt like a good decision. Yay. So
1: it was great. I just remembered another rose. Yeah. Okay. So last night I went to um, uh, an event at the Noya House in Los Angeles for in the It's Get It Gets Better Project, mm-hmm. which, as you guys may or may not know, is a nonprofit. Supporting LGBTQ. Uh, did Dan Savage start that? Yes. He's yes.
2: so brilliant. Follow him on Twitter and read everything So he
1: amazing. I was so inspired because, you know, I think it's really actually in line with this episode too. Like the words that we say and the stories that we tell and the information that we consume like really does matter and it really does like affect people. on, on Even if it's like on a small level, like one story can create a situation where someone like doesn't want to hurt themselves or doesn't want to hurt someone else or like creates understanding. And like the whole event was just about like impactful, sensitive storytelling. And I was just like, really, I thought it was really beautiful. And I think that, yeah, if you don't know about the, it gets better project, check it out. It's really a special organization. And Dan Savage, Manifest Destiny. Yes, that's
0: going to (laughs) happen for sure. Sarah, this has been Manifest Destiny. Truly. Beyond words. You are just such a fierce, awesome, cool person. And we are just so, so thankful. Great friend. Beautiful with and without makeup. (laughs) <laughs> I
2: feel like my smile has the absence of sound <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's smiling everyone
0: uh, to narrate so thank you so much Thanks, for guys. joining us and everyone remember vote also while you while you're at it send your questions to our astrologist to ask Ambi for our November special Ask
1: Ambie, Ask Ambie quarterly episode. Yeah.
0: Masturbate vigorously. Don't yes. forget
1: that. Please yourself. And if you can, get someone else to please you. Yeah. But yeah. if you're going to um, like go out
2: or you think you're going to have a, what, what the kids call a booty call, or they're probably old now. No, we can still say that. Um, maybe masturbate first and see if you're still up for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and with that. <laughs> Namaste listening. Yay. Yes, that's a retrograde!